Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, it's the friend zone. Well, Tim and Guy come to the friend zone and have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. Well, Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Hello and welcome to Friend Zone, number 82, I reckon. Could be yeah. 82, could be 83. Could be anything in this day and age, couldn't it? Really life, whole life. I'm Guy, coming to you live I'm from Tim. New York City. Uh, we're apart, but in many ways together, thanks to the cursed union of the Worst Idea of All Time podcast and the blessed union of the Friend Zone. We're wedded. Uh, We're wedded to each other in this zone. And this is the place where we look at our letters to cheer us up while we hang out with the gals. It is. I would also like to say a huge thank you to our friend. I'm just going to get their name in front of me. uh, Michaela, who we spoke about in the last friend zone, who has since emailed me uh, the entirety of uh, a a feminist essay. Around Sex in the City, entitled Manolo Blahniks and Monogamy, Sex in the City, Standard Societal Scripts. Uh, I've not yet read this. I'm going to forward it to you right now, Tim, and perhaps... Thank you. Uh, read between, it on the plane today. Between now and our next um, podcast, we could both have a read and try and interweave that academic text into our academic conversation about the movie. Thankfully, that is not what we're here to do right now. It isn't. Monty, can I just tell you something? Uh, permission granted. I'm so fucking pumped to be coming to America to hang out with you and our mates. Yes. It's going to be so much fucking fun. God damn it, it's going to be fun. I can hear how excited you are. Tour. And I'm relieved because I was going to tell you that um, you weren't allowed to say anything. And then none of that information would have been shared. You would have had simmering resentment towards me the whole podcast. No one would have known mm. the palpable excitement that you're currently feeling. But uh, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. And to all of you listening along right now, please, if you are in New York City, Chicago, Portland, or LA, uh, let it be known that we are coming to perform a live show, one live show per city for all of you. Uh, all information available at, where's it available, Tim? LittleEmpirePodcasts.com slash live. 
Uh, I love a great it. Great place to go for tickies. And man, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be so fun. Can I kick off with a letter? Yes, permission granted. We're up to the month of March now in my stack, so you know progress is. <laughs> slowly being made this comes to us from dan who writes tim and guy i want to write you with good news a short interlude and consequently bad news the good news is that i greatly enjoy listening to your podcast and i've converted my girlfriend into listening as well we love (laughs) the frequency with which people they tell us they have converted listeners often (laughs) romantic partners People are allowed to enjoy or not enjoy podcasts entirely of their own volition. I appreciate the efforts that those of you are making, but please, if it doesn't take naturally, don't force it on these people. They're probably busy I don't listening co-sign. to Mark Marin talk about his cat. I disagree with what guys just said, and hopefully by the end of the season, I will have converted him to our way of thinking, friends. Let's remain strong on this one. The letter continues. We love talking about Mr. Big's illiteracy and your amusingly expansive vocabulary. Recently, my local improv group here in Hawaii was joined at the last minute by David fucking Spade, swearing mine, Tim, I added the fucking, who did an accompanying stand-up set intertwined with our short form. The bad news is that I did not get the chance to ask him about the worst idea of all time, grown-ups too, nor Blaze Pizza, who, by the way, need to pay the fuck up. It does make me curious. Have you ever gotten word of fans talking to actors in the film from the previous season's films uh, and getting their thoughts, reactions to your extensive research into their performance? I apologize for not cornering Spade for a quick Q&A. Love every moment and say my name, Dan Connell. Well, thank you, Dan. Uh I remember once an angry extra from Grown Ups 2 tweeted at us saying that we'd never made anything in our lives before. I am still uh, in a what could loosely be termed as a relationship with Patrick Schwarzenegger in which we follow one another on Twitter (laughs) and I message him when I'm in LA saying, let's meet up for a beer. Does he message back? Only one or two weeks afterwards when the coast is clear for him to say, I just missed (laughs) you. He does do that, eh? He waits to know when it is important. Once he got us at the airport, didn't he? And by us, I mean you. Yeah, but it is us. Yes. Uh, We both saw Adam Sandler after watching him perform. We saw him uh, out in the wild, but we were both too either respectful or cowardly to approach him. I think genuinely, I think respectful. But I I think I listened. Do you know uh, what backs us up is that special he just released on Netflix? It's like, yeah, we did the right thing. Well, you, you say that. We wouldn't have had to bring up the podcast. It would have just been nice to say hi. I listened to his episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and he talks about uh, he's like a, a fundamentally, he doesn't say it in these words, but the, 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 the kernel of truth or the nugget I took away from it is that he's a fundamentally good guy, and if a fan makes eye contact with him with a look in their eyes that say, I need or want to talk to you, he will oblige them. And uh, we had that opportunity, and we we missed it. And I, you know, I don't think either mm. of us are usually ones who would seek out that interaction. But it would have been pretty special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but all that to say, no knowledge as to who or what. Oh, Maximum Joseph actually on a Reddit AMA uh, was made aware that we were debasing his art house film. We are <laughs> your friends. The, you've selected the literal perfect verb for what we're doing we are absolutely debasing films like you would debase currency by making too much of it 
and well, thereby destroying its value. We're debasing that is so good. Everything we come in orbit with, we're debasing ourselves included, and any guests. Uh, so hopefully that answers your question, Dan. Don't feel too badly about not getting D Spade on the on the hook for a conversation about the worst area of all time. I'm sure his life will continue unfettered. Uh, you got spaded. Dear Timley and Legilus, you're the bravest and funniest boys whose foxhole humour oh. towards awful cinematography has gotten me through the darkest of times. You're truly one of the shining lights of my life. I'm currently re-listening to the podcast and I'm loving the first season. I saw Grown Ups 2 once, but it was a fever dream of images within my memory, so I decided to give it a go again. I'll agree with you all. The physical gags are all that is holding that movie up, if at all. The second season goes to a dark place, mainly because <laughs> of the length of sex and the city too. I plan on watching that with the five-hour energy episode so I can experience the true glory of our Lord and Saviour Coffee Guy. Then, this person might have done this recently. This is from the very end of February. Then I'll finally mm. move on to the Citizen Kane of our time, Tim's words, not mine, to watch some fuckboys kill our beloved squirrel. I just wanted to write you boys about how you've taken just a dark aspect of our nation's cinema and turned it into a bright spot in so many listeners' lives. I'm an English teacher at an inner city school with a heavily Hispanic population, so there are many kids who are still working on their English skills. I've opened up an extra credit assignment for them to listen to your podcast and write a review of the overall season, including their no. shining light and their theories surrounding Steve Buscemi, Coffee Guy, Dickbot, and what on earth is in that MacBook Pro box. The goal is to improve their English listening and speaking skills by exposing them to Kiwi vocabulary. It tickles me pink at the idea that I'll have an entire generation of students taking on Kiwi accents and developing New Zealand syntax and vocabulary. May you live every moment and love every day. Say my name, Brandon. P.S. If you read this out loud on the podcast, I'll write a script for Grown Ups 3 and pitch it to Happy Madison Productions for your future pleasure. <laughs> I'll resolve the issues surrounding the Steve Buscemi Mystery Tour. I will further develop the mythos surrounding Patty Schwartz Party Time. And I'll include threads that connect the other two films, such as a faction of Brady the Rat King and our Lord and Saviour Squirrel, within the after credit sequence so that it will bolster Hollywood into making more movies so that this glorious podcast may never die. Love you boys. Massive shout out to Brandon. Not just for oh the initial message, but for the burden of responsibility he has taken on and all of the promises, false or otherwise, that he has made within this message. That is outstanding. We're, that is so fucking cool that he is getting his students to listen to us. Wow. I can't imagine it's sort of like good academics or, you know, sound education pedagogy. Does that he say that word? But, boy, how do you, if I'm not excited about it, <clears throat> tremendous news. Yeah, Brandon, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, that, that was the sweetest. The it sweetest. Is this is why I love being in the friend zone. Entertaining thought. Because you, you hear about uh, people thinking in our accents after they've spent too much time with us, but very rarely do you think about people's language actually being impacted by the foolish way we talk. Um, Guy? Yeah, Tim... Subject for the next letter, I have found Elaine. Do I have your attention? Fucking A, you do. Oliver writes, Dear Tim and Guy, after hearing Guy's recent discussion about the appearance of Coffee Guy in Sex in the City 1, I did some digging of my own. My first stop was IMDb. I immediately searched for Elaine and found that there were two matches on the page. The first, which I was expecting to see, was for Elaine's friend. The second and more surprising match was for Elaine O'Donnell, the assistant set decorator. 
maybe Elaine, that coffee guy is referring to, is not another extra, but the set decorator who coffee guy in his addiction-addled state has bribed in order to get an extra role in the movie, and more importantly, access to the movie props, including the sweet Java, so he so desperately craves. The mystery continues. I love this take. I feel like if this theory were true, there'd be more value in Coffee Guy befriending the the unit manager, the person in charge of uh, snacks and beverages in terms of getting his hands on some Java. I mean, in movies, it is notoriously and famously frustrating to see characters waltzing around with um, like paper coffee cups that could contain any liquid, any amount of mm. liquid, and they're always empty, and they always make that awful empty noise when they put them down on the table. So we yeah, can't see what's the in there. Rule off. So just put water in there. But uh, I love the idea that he has done this successfully enough that... Um, but his name isn't actually in the genuine credit sequence. It's on the IMDb page. I think it holds a lot of water. I'm in. <laughs> Unlike the coffee cups. Hey, I like that. Uh, what do you think about it, Tim? I'm still upset, by the way, at your outright rejection of my discovery of who Coffee Guy could have been. I mean, now it's canon, so I don't know why I go back to it, but my God. Oh, man. I can't, I can't believe you're still upset by it. Well, I do believe it, actually. <clears throat> I'm disappointed that you're still upset by it. Um, but I'm also more disappointed in myself for not coming with you on that journey. Well, we very rarely block each other on this journey, and uh, I really done goofed by doing it. So you, yeah. you have my apologies. It's uh, nothing to worry about, Tim. I'm actually totally over it. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. Dear sweet Timbo and Guy Guy, I need y'all's help so, so bad. I have a friend who heard about the premise of your show. And last night when we were watching the 2013 film The To-Do List, he told me he wanted to watch it every week for a year. (laughs) I keep trying to tell him that even though it was a fun movie to watch while we were stoned, I'd rather die (laughs) than watch it 52 times. He keeps insisting that it would be fun, and we've been arguing about it nonstop, and it's starting to come between our friendship. If you could try and talk Uh some sense into him, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, This is from Claude. So, Claude, if you're Mm -hmm. listening, uh, I would hand the headphones over to your friend right now. And, Claude, Mm -hmm. you stop listening. Hey, Claude's friend persist with this line of reasoning if I'm living through this fucking nightmare for a fourth time so help me god this pig shit listener Claude who's helped push us over the precipice of sanity to get us this far in the first place can suffer alongside us I don't know what happens in the to-do list I don't know the runtime of the to-do list the fact you enjoyed it on the first time tells me that there's hope for you guys to get through a few weeks of this before you start turning on yourselves and each other but absolutely do not stop persisting that this takes place tim yours uh look it's got a tremendous cast i can't endorse the idea i'm sorry i know i just said i would never block guy again but here i am i i can't recommend that you do this you're affecting your friend and more importantly you're affecting your relationship to your friend so i think i think you need to get out while the getting's good um, I like the fact that you enjoyed the premise of our podcast, but you need to live your life out there. The whole point of us doing this is so other people don't have to. We are taking upon the sins of the world so that you can be redeemed. All right? All right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have you got another letter there, Tim? Francesca writes on this crisp 10th of March. Dear Timothy Bathew and Montgomery, the guying DJ. I don't quite Pretty get good. that second one. The crying DJ. The guying, oh, of course, crying. Gotcha. Fuck. Damn it. I'm so dumb. Yeah. I have typed out many messages. Did you just say, yeah? <laughs> so what if I did? <laughs> Fuck you, man. I've typed out many messages for you two over the years, but as I, like Guy Montgomery, am a real piece of shit, I never succeeded in sending one until today. At this time, I would like to submit a theory about Coffee Guy. Guy's assertion that he is in the first movie but drinks coffee at a normal pace has led me to conclude that between the first and second movies, Coffee Guy became a professional pants shitter. It is now his job to mainline caffeine at a pace so quick that shortly after finishing his beverages, he blows it all out the other end. This is very blue. I admit my theory is not developed enough yet to ascertain why someone would have this job. Feel free to ponder this on your own time. I've never watched any of the movies and I likely <laughs> Permission never <will>. granted. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Despite the dozens, of, the dozens of hours of content I listened to for season three alone, it might, uh, sorry, it somehow escaped my knowledge and or memory that Brady the Rat King is a child, a startling revelation in season four for sure. My good boys, allow me to get sentimental. Thank you for all that you do. Your endless hours of free entertainment have kept me company in so many situations over the years, from international travel to moving to a new city for school to having your potty as a welcome distraction from chronic pain relating to long-term illness. Your Kiwi voices and inconsistent pronunciations of Raleigh, North Carolina, have been there with me through all the years. It is... My intention to throw you some cash in the future. That said, you two have proved, provided me with so much entertainment over the years, I would never be able to afford to pay you what you are truly due. Tim, congrats 
to you and Zoe on your marriage and puppy, Guy, you sure did piss into that pool. With admiration, Frankie <laughs> from Canada. Not good for morale. Uh, but I did piss into that pool, correct. Hey, can I say this? Yeah. On the topic of Brady being a child, this next piece of correspondence, also from early March, it's nice we're moving through time at the same speed. Uh, Do you want to just say thank you to Frankie for sending us such a lovely and heartfelt letter? Frankie? Thank you. Uh, But this is connected to what Frankie has said. This is a screen cap Mm -hmm. from an article on E! Online, I assume written around March 2019. I'm going to read you two paragraphs. According to The Insider, it wasn't just Big's all-consuming death that discouraged Kim Cattrall from signing on for the third movie, but pay disparities and the script as a whole. Kim never wanted to really do the movie to begin with, the source reveals. It was a combination of not great money and a bad storyline for Samantha. It was a bad script, the source simply puts it. What made the script so bad, you may ask? Well, for starters, Samantha's main storyline revolved around her and Miranda's 14-year-old son, Brady. Early in the film, Brady gets caught masturbating. He's also caught sending dick pics of his erect penis to Samantha. Orc! What? What? Hold on. What? This image does not appear to be doctored. It is a screen cap from an article on E! Online. Uh, He's sending dick pics to Samantha. It's from our listener Jan. And Jan has written, Wanking Rat King? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I guess he's trying to create his own coat from his own substance. That is fucking wild. Why would a 14-year-old be sending... uh, Okay, let's do the math on this. Uh, Samantha is 50 at the end of the first film. Brady is 4, I think. If he is now 14, that's 10 years. He's sending dick pics to a 60-year-old woman? Why? I know it's Samantha, but still. I think the reasoning behind that is that Samantha's entire characterization at this point through two movies in the entire series has been reduced to, I might be 55 now, but I still love to fuck. And, tangentially related, but you and I both recently watched a movie which incidentally addressed similar themes. The Book of Henry, in which the titular Henry uh, is embraced in quite an adult kiss by... uh, an alcoholic waitress portrayed somewhat convincingly by phenomenal comedian and actor Sarah <laughs> Silverman. Uh, anyway, I thought that if was a pretty ripper. If you want to check that out, that's over in the Patreon palace. Yeah. Uh, ripper bit of content there. So thank you so much to Jan for that piece of correspondence. That has that's shook me to my core that that could have been in the fourth, wait, third film. Nuts. That's crazy. Hey, uh, you want to hear another? <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to check this one out. It's uh, s- subject line S A T C, which I believe stands for Sex in the City, coloring inside the lines. And this one is addressed to me. Hi Timbo, I've been enjoying the new season of T W I O A T, but I've been really confused by the coloring inside the lines discussions. The suggestions and answers given by you and your guests do not mesh with the line you were saying. So I finally caved and looked up the script online to see what I was missing about the scene. As ever, our language difficulties are to blame. Yeah. Sorry, you cut out. Can you go back from... You got up to saying and then I couldn't hear you for a little bit. Do not mesh with the things that you were saying, the line that you were saying. All right, just hold on for a sec because I've got to edit this now. So I'll just leave some silence. 
As ever, our language dif- differences are to blame. I have been hearing you say he really, R-E-A-L-L-Y, colours and stuff. So- We've been through this guy. You know what this letter says. You know, I know what's exactly up. What this- I know exactly what this letter says. And We've been through it. I will not apologise for speaking with a thick New Zealand accent. Truthfully, the only accent. I did a show the other night, Tim, after I got back to New York and... I'd arrived at midnight the night before. I'd hung out with my housemate, Ken, fantastic guy, also a New Zealander. I didn't speak to anyone except from passing at a cafe before doing the show. And uh, I watched about half an hour of the show. And then when I went up to perform and started speaking, in my head, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, that is a thick accent. I mean, this <laughs> weird is when that happens, hey? <laughs> impossible to understand. It was crazy. I've had that in New York. Weirdly, I've never had that experience when we've been in LA, I don't think, but I've definitely had it as soon as I set foot in New York City. I was like, I sound like a big, dumb idiot. <laughs> what is yeah. this dumb voice I have? Uh, it was really, really jarring. Um, <laughs> shall I read this one more and then call it a day? And then I'll do one more. No, oh, you love it, don't you? I love it. I love the zone, baby. Uh, there's two, oh, wow. (laughs) There's two, there's two separate pieces of correspondence, neither of which to, to which we responded. One Uh from 2018 and one from 2019. And they kind of, the way the second one's written, it kind of seems like they flow on. So I'm going to read all of, all of it. Oh boy. Okay. Stop, stop me if you've heard the first part before. Hopefully our listeners and friends are as forgetful as we are. Hey, Tim and and Guillermo del Comedor. I was just wondering if you two have heard of anyone doing a podcast called The Versed Idea of All Time, where hosts <laughs> taste, taste a different sausage every week for a year. Uh, my girlfriend and I have been tossing that idea around since I brought it up, trying to get her into my strange addiction to your content. She loves food, so-so, and comedy. If this hasn't been done yet, I'd honestly be shocked and would love your blessing in trying out the podcast idea. Also, I just feel insanely awesome if the magnificent Timberine and man Alejandro Saskatchewan Montgomery would endorse <laughs> my terrible idea that's sure to taste amazing. I'm taking a trip to Europe with her soon, so I feel that would be a great time to start. Love you boys. You're brave boys, and you sacrificed three assuredly painful years of your precious little time on this rock for us. The lonely listeners, what you've done is truly admirable. You're such good boys. Please say my name on the potty. I learned that word from you, great educators. If you so choose to read this on a friend zone, <laughs> Eric Martin. P.S. I'm broke to so the aforementioned trip to Europe, but I'll still try give you brave boys some cashish when I return. Uh, one year later. I still think you guys are awesome and really hope all is well. <laughs> I saw a guy who looked like Guy in Arizona the other day and I really hoped it was him because it was a very nice day and it would have been nice if he had a chance to enjoy it. Anyway, since my last piece about the worst idea of all time, I've decided it would be best if I go vegetarian and therefore abandon the sausage idea. <laughs> Also, Tim, I'm sorry I'm bad at puns for your name. I love you both equally. And hearing my message read by Guy, I kind of felt like I was doing you a disservice by ignoring your beautiful name. So it has been read before. It's Uh-oh. simply too stoic. Again, I'm sorry if I've bothered either of you. Please both either of you come to Arizona for a show or LA even. I'd probably drive for it. Well, in response to the final part of that message, I would say catch you on Friday, June 28th at the Dynastry Typewriter in Los Angeles, Eric. And to the rest of the message, I'd say thank you for your hilarious and kind-hearted correspondence, for your generosity to the rock that we all share in going vegetarian. And um, 
I'm sorry that we're so bad at admin, but Eric, <laughs> it is a joy to read your writing. And there are some okay vegetarian sausages out there if you want to pick up the, uh, the first idea of all time uh, podcast concept and continue to run with it. I've got nothing to add. Guy that was so succinct and efficient. Um, this is a message that comes to us from Michael. Michael says, Tim, Guy, you sexy pair of bastards. I was delighted to hear about the worst idea of all time's return. I'll add that this was sent to us on the 17th of March. Regarding your boy's decision to get this season's watches out of the way at record pace, I feel it necessary to tell you of the opinions of two podcasters from back in the summer of 2016. I think they were called Spinley and the Flash. Episode 11, Gold Star Thursday of Season 3, Flash. If someone came up to you and said, you can do it in whatever number of remaining weeks, 41 weeks, can you do it in 41 days? Spinley, yeah, Flash. What would you choose, Spinley? What do I have to watch? Oh, what do I have to watch at one uh, Flash? Yeah, Ah, I see what you're saying. Which would mean... I'm, I'm skipping the spinning and flash bits now, guy. <clears throat> Which would mean more merciful to you. Oh, man, says Spinley. Mm. Quite possibly the way we're doing it once a week. Like, yeah, speeding it up any more than once a week would actually be a fucking massive pain in the ass. Flash. Oh, it would be a hugely... It would be, impo- like, logistically impossible. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> So how do you boys feel about these cheeky young upstarts claiming any more than one watch a week is not possible? Love the show. If you want to read this, say my name. It's Mike Richardson. Fuck. Good on you, Mike. You observant <laughs> prick. <laughs> Don't lash out at him. You're angry at yourself. Uh, I would say that those guys are smarter than we are, which is not how wisdom is meant to trend in terms of growth. But, mm. you know, you run your brain into the ground. You pay the cost. Ultimately, are you pleased that we made the decision to ramp things up? No. Um, I'm not pleased that we decided to get back together and do this. I think accelerating the pace at which we watched it was ultimately a mistake. Um, Not that alone. I think doing it, I think, you know, we have our moments and we have some laughs. But... uh, I still live in fear of talking to you because of how often it ends up in us having to watch Sex in the City. <laughs> it is quite the sort of Democles hanging above uh, our friendship. I don't until regret I, it. Until I walk why. free. Oh, you go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. It really sounded like you were wrapping up too. I'm just, I just want to say that there is humour to escalation and there is always goodness in change. So I think that you know, we took a risk, we took a punt, and I like the fact that this season does operate slightly different from the others. I don't uh, regret that. I love you framing the idea of change as something appealing inside of describing why watching the same movie over and over again <laughs> is a decent or functional idea, you fucking loon. Mm. Uh, Tim, I've, I've got to go. I'm worried I'm going to run out of storage and this friend zone is going to be uh, cut off outside of our control. But to everyone who has corresponded with us, thank you so much. I can't wait to catch up and be friend zoning in real time. Uh, speaking of which, if you want to friend zone in real time in a real place, head along to littleempirepodcasts.com to check for dates and tickets to our live shows in chronological order New York, Chicago, Portland, and Los Angeles. Uh, Tim, I love you. I respect you. I stand by everything I've said to you. I am still scared of talking with you. 
Uh, but I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Guy. Talk to you later on after we've watched Sex in the City. <laughs> Not funny. Not funny! Well, it's the friend zone. Will Tim and Guy come to the friend zone? And have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. Will Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.